we interrupt this pre-recorded episode to bring you an announcement. So we have recorded an episode of Road to Infinity, which you are going to be hearing shortly. But after we had recorded it, some big news happened. So we needed to put this little piece here at the start where we talk about what's going on. And I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Wait, wait, wait. There's big news? What What news? I went online and tried to find the saddest Spider-Man music I could find, and I found that one. That that's uh, that's like <laughs> the Lonely Man. That's like the right. Where did you find that? <laughs> uh, it's it's a great YouTube when I found it. He's doing a piano acoustic cover of it too, and I'm like, yes, that's the tone we want to set for this because a, a great thing has come to an end. Can I just tell you uh, something? As you played that, do you know what I had in my head? What I had Tom Holland with a backpack slowly walking away down a country road. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> and if, come on, if you're any of your child of the seventies, you know what I'm talking about? Incredible. Oh yes. The yes, TV show. Oh wait. Yes. Yeah, so, oh my God, just uh-huh. start. From okay. So, all right, so, so if you're looking for it, it's called Spider-Man, a tribute, a piano cover. It's uh, a T I N. I'm not sure he pronounces it. Aiton piano. Uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, uh, used without his permission from YouTube, but you know, uh, hope he gets some business because it's pretty cool. The whole song is really cool and actually a, a nice visual along with it. But let's get to the news. Um, so for those of you who are not uh, hip to what's going on, uh, Sony and Marvel have broken up. Uh, we we had thought that it was safe. We even we talked about this uh, in one of the episodes about, about the contracts and things. And we thought, hey, this is the highest grossing film in Sony history. Surely the two big corporate giants can make a deal for it. Nope. It turns out not. Sony has, uh, 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 from what I understand, and a lot of things, this is, we're getting a lot of different reports coming in. Uh, What I understand is that Marvel and Sony sat down and went, okay. Marvel said, look, you brought us in like a middle thing. We we fixed your Spider-Man problem. We brought in Kevin Feige. We got Spider-Man up to where he wanted to be. A highest grossing Spider-Man films in your entire, you guys tried five times uh, and to moderate, to low success. We came in and bang, look at this biggest grossing films in your history. So I think we need to talk about a renegotiation. Let's talk about splitting some of that money. How about, you know, it's like for all the stuff we did, how about 50, 50? And Sony went, no, uh, we know how to make movies. Now. Did you see a little movie called Venom? <laughs> Bye. And so they took Spider-Man and went home. And so at this point, the, the sharing of Spider-Man into the MCU has been severed. Like Spider-Man will no longer appear in any Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So let's analyze. Let's analyze the first part of this. Yeah, the deal, the the the, the negotiation was not okay. So and we don't know what the number is. No, we don't know what this. the numbers like, were. So so Disney obviously is not getting fifty percent. They're probably getting like who knows 25, 20, 30, oh, somewhere. I think I, don't I, I actually uh, the from what they they had put out, they basically took. Uh, like a incredibly low number. Like I think it may be even like less than 10% of like Okay, so less than 10%. And, okay. And then they took all the merchandising rights. Oh. Which is what they really wanted. Okay. So that's okay. Not, okay. So here's what, so, so, okay. You're getting 10%. Yes. And you say, Hey, we've brought, we brought this all to a new level, not only to a new level, but to a new level that even allowed you, you know, one, we've got this character. We've put him in five appearances in MCU movies. Yep. It's amazing. Everyone has raved over it. Tom, you've, we got the right person mm-hmm. to play this role. It's amazing. We have, we have unlimited potential moving forward. As a result, we, we just want to do 50, 50, 
Habsies. Yeah. That's all. 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Even I, I, I even heard a report that they started the number at 30. Like they're like, how about 30? Like that's where they like started their negotiations. And so there's like, <laughs> how about no? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously in the, in the situation, it's hard to know who the bad guy is, but I can tell you by the fan reactions, nobody's like, yeah, Sony, you tell Disney what to do. <laughs> oh no, nobody. Everybody's I like, can't imagine. My boy. No, I, I got to tell you this. The only people that are on Sony's side on this are the people that don't really understand what happened. Yeah. And they just see it as, oh, the you know the Disney power monster yeah. tried to get all of everything and somebody stood up to them. And that's not at all what happened. Now, now the interesting thing is, so first of all, they say 50-50. Sony's like, no, we're done. Not 49 or 45. No, yeah. that's it. Conversations right. are over. Yeah, it was a, it was a very quick. And apparently it, this had been a, a long delayed conversation. Like Disney had started before Spider-Man even came out, before uh, Spider-Man Far From Home even came out. They had been saying, hey, let's let's talk about this. Let's work on the negotiation. Let's get going. And Sony just kept putting them off and putting them off and putting them off. And suddenly it's now their highest grossing movie. And even on the verge of a re-release of this movie that has made right. this much money. And they walked away from the table. So now, of course, we said, and you called this because you had talked about this in a you talked about this I, I many did. times. I, 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 I was trying to remember exactly what I said. And I, I, I couldn't find exactly which episode it was. I wanted to like play my... Let's go back to the tape, but uh, I couldn't find it. Uh, but well, yeah, well, I, the, I, I basically said, if anybody can screw this up, it's Sony, and look what's happening. And and I and I the way I keep explaining it because I've had a lot of people ask me too, and I'm like, they're drunk on venom money. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're drunk on venom money. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, I I I, I kind of keep Spider Verse out of this. Like, I don't really consider that much factor, even though right because right. because it's animated, it sort of like exists on its own. Uh, but it, it's it really they're drunk on Venom money. Like, I mean, they they basically think, well, now we know how to do it. Like, you showed us how to do a Spider-Man movie, and look, we took a Spider-Man character and we made we made all this money with it. So uh, I think we know how to do this now. And they and they took their boy. So they here's the so okay so there so there we are at the fifty fifty no way drunk on Venom money we Ooh. bail. Yeah. Now, this, the, the the development today was was that they actually released – I'm seeing this correctly. Sony released a statement. Mm-hmm, they and did. And part of the statement said – which so, this is interesting. It was, it was such a bizarre statement. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, because 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 they're saying – well, it's not really about the money. No. And and here's the quote. The statement, part of the, the statement I'm reading here. This is from Geek Tyrant. Much of today's news about Spider-Man has mischaracterized recent discussions about Kevin Feige's involvement in the franchise. We are disappointed, but respect Disney's decision not to have him continue as a lead producer of our next live action Spider-Man film, end of quote. So the, the theory now, the, well, not the theory, the, the rumor is, is that it wasn't just about the money. It was about Kevin Feige as the producer credit. Right. Well, what the hell? What, yeah, what, I know. It's like that came up and it's like, wait, what? Who's saying that? Like, no one was saying that, but uh, okay. <laughs> and, and, and if someone was, so what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't I mean, wanna, we I don't, literally I don't want to underestimate Kevin Feige's importance in this thing because that was sort of they they sort of like led to their MVP to go you know do this kind of stuff. So he was sort of doing all that work on his own. But like also with Kevin Feige comes the Marvel machine. Like it wasn't just him. Well, I mean, it's just it's just the that's a brand. Look, the Marvel the Marvel Studios. Yes, right now is I would say probably as strong, if not stronger, as a entertainment brand. Mm-hmm. Than Pixar before Brave. Yes, absolutely. I would say that too. I mean, they they, they you, you can even look at Pixar having some. They've had they they had some 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 huge hits and then some middling ones. 
you know, they sort of and brave. Kind of, and and I hate to say, and I don't mean yeah, to dump on brave. Obviously, obviously, we could talk about good dinosaur. Right. I mean, like that to well, show no, but, that but, but, no but, studio is infallible. Even but Pixar before, had a flop at one point. No, the one, the one where it was they state it was a stumble yes. was Brave. Yeah, before Brave, it was Golden Boy. Everything was amazing. Well, we could we could probably I'd say I would like to do a, a, a deep dive on Pixar because you could make a case that Ratatouille was sort of the first, you know, sort of uh, dent in the oh. armor. How dare you, sir? No, I, I'm, I'm talking in, in, just in terms of no. I'm kidding. Of, I'm totally of market kidding. penetration and and oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, and, no, no, right. Well, um, and especially well, no, the means, first one that we that we got to hear about all of the right. behind the scenes, the behind movies. the scenes. But, but Marvel Studios, meanwhile, follows up the biggest film of all time with another billion dollar movie. Yeah. Like I mean, it's unbelievable. The, the, like like to go from like it's not even just like the next one comes out and it goes. Eh. <laughs> no, no if they follow the, the biggest no, thing with another gigantic huge blockbuster I, I am really not sure marvel studios right now we've we've not seen because look at all the stumbling i mean star was star wars brand has stumbled not not in my opinion but obviously in many others mm. you know you've got they, they are they are at the height of this you've got all these characters Kevin Feige wants to be lead producer on all your movies. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah, why? Like, I think there's other studios that would kill to have him do. Like, yeah, I mean, just, I just mean, even spend a day on the set, Kevin. Just tell us what I, we're doing wrong. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I really, this is so amazing. The 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 the, the feedback has obviously been. I mean, I, I think we just saw Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith just recently was even like, mm-hmm. Sony, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know. So who knows where it's going to go? But okay, so where does it? Go? So where does this so where go? Where does it go? Yeah, so where does it go? So, um, so Tom Holland is signed for at least one more movie. Like he is, they have an option on him. So basically, if they should decide to, and when they're going to, to do Spider-Man: Homeless, <laughs> not my joke. Uh, whatever the next one is going to be, he is contractually obligated to appear. So we with the um, option for the fourth. Uh, yes, without I, that's what I that's what I, the, the first report I read said that this that was his last one. Like the it, it, he was signed for three solo Spider-Man movies and then three oh, okay. other appearances of which he has done. And he did Civil War, gotcha. uh, Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Those were his, and then his, and then Spider-Man, um, uh, whatever Spider-Man, whatever the Spider-Man Home Three will be, uh, right. will be his final appearance, unless unless they 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 back up a Robert Downey Jr. size money truck, you know, to to right. get him back in. Uh, what's interesting is that Sony's been saying, "Oh no, we're making two more. We're making two more uh, with the same every creative stuff." Well, that's interesting because they don't have John Watts under contract, so the guy who directed the last two is a free agent at this point. Oh wow! So they just gave his agents a huge amount of power. <laughs> yeah, like, this really oh, did. Right? You want him to come back too? Well, I don't know. He's got a lot of projects under development right now. Uh, and if they and no, and I mean, really, they've yeah. put themselves. They painted themselves into a ridiculous corner. They did because whoever and uh, like as far as I know, the screenwriters have not been contracted either. So they could. It really could be Tom Holland and an entirely new set of creative people behind the scenes and an entirely new universe to explore because they can't touch anything that has happened in the previous ones that that has another Marvel character in it. So Nick Fury cannot appear. Right. You know, like they can But 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 what about what about all of the existing Spider-Man characters? Yes, all the MJ. existing Spider-Man characters can. And so what's okay. so as much as I was saying that Spider-Man is not going to appear with Venom, now I can no longer make that claim because they right. really could make a 
uh, okay. of that. And because so, clearly the movie that we're all waiting for that's going to blow this whole thing wide open is Morbius starring Jared Leto. That's going to blow this whole thing wide open. And so Spider-Man 3 is clearly going to be the Morbius Spider-Man crossover that we've all been waiting for. What the hell? <laughs> that, I, I can't believe that is a real movie that is filming right now. I cannot believe that that is. I mean, okay. Oh, boy. I, I didn't. Okay, you so think the okay. Joker movies the movie that no one asked for. <laughs> oh, you just wait. Uh, all right. Okay, so worst case scenario, this is it. The divorce is final. Yes, we're done. Yes. Where does where what's what do you think is the low and the high point of what could come could come out of that? Okay, so the low point is basically it is they everyone is different, so they give it to whoever they have on staff, whatever person they can get to that would wants to take on a Spider Man movie, uh, and it becomes. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3, because whatever this is going to be is going to be so unbelievably studio controlled that I think they're going to like go back to the playbook and they're like, all right, let's talk about Sinister Six. Let's talk about Green Goblin. Let's, I mean, they're going to go for, do they, they, they're absolutely absolutely going to go all in on everything they can possibly put in this movie. So, So okay. Our our subtle, you know, John Hughes-esque, uh, group of people around will all be in it, but it'll also be, will be jam packed with as many other villains and things as they can possibly fit in it. Do they completely forget about the ending of far from home? No, I think they'll still pick up on that. However, it'll just be a very different thing that they'll have to deal with. Will they, I mean, they can, they have, I mean, they're contractually, they have J. Jonah Jameson they can use and stuff too. They could bring back vulture Mysterio, they could, they could really, they were, you know, I, I, like I, we've been saying, they've been subtly leaning towards a, a Sinister well, Six. Scorpion. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's what's all going. in on Sinister Six. That's what it's probably going to be. Uh, okay. I, okay, I, I, I got it. I got it. My worst case scenario is X-Men The Last Stand. No. They're going to get a Brett Ratner kind of director and throw as many no. characters in there with none of the subtlety and craft we've seen there, none of the careful integration with the rest of the things. It's just going to be like, you like your Spider-Man, huh? How about Spider-Man Extreme? Like, here's everything happening. And we kill MJ in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And there's Gwen Stacy. Yeah, that's right. Guess what? We got Gwen Stacy. Oh, look, here's the Osborne family. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's that's my worst case scenario is X Men Last Stand. Do you think James Franco's available? <laughs> Actually, I, well, no, I do not. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you why. There's no way in hell that Sony would ever employ James Franco again. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a true point. <laughs> After they almost he almost destroyed the studio. Okay, that's I, a true point. A, I think if there's a blacklist, he's at the top of it. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Um, apologies, to James Franco. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, Actually, it actually turned out to be a pretty good movie. So. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. What if they what if they say, you know what? We can't make that right, but you know what we can do? We can just make live action sp- into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So okay, so then so there there was my doom and gloom. What do you think is the what is the uh the sunny side? What is the the best possible scenario that comes from this of of uh Sony freeing Spider-Man from the cruel tyranny of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is is Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield available? <laughs> I mean, because that's where we're headed, right? I like, guess so, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. And then, you know what? We throw Venom, and what brings them all together? Venom. Right. I mean, like, you, instead of doing uh, Carnage versus Venom in that, you do Spider-Man Absolute Carnage. And it's Venom and Carnage attacking New York while Spider-Man is having to deal with his identity being out. And 
And I'm going to tell you something right now. Someone is sitting around a table. If that happens, you know what yep. they're going to say? They're going to say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Tom Hardy. He's mm-hmm. going to be Venom. Yep. And then there's going to, a portal's going to open up. Topher Grace is going to fall out of it. <laughs> and Tom Hardy Venom is just going to eat Topher Grace. <laughs> and everyone's just going to go, okay. <laughs> and then who's that? Who's that coming into the wind? It's Thomas Hayden Church as the Sandman. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Uh, oh my God, what's he doing lately? Oh, jeez. Um, a lot of western. Wait, a lot of westerns. I, I mean, uh, yeah, this is just bad. It's a cluster yeah. all, all around. Yeah, I, I think I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's bad for everyone too. So it's not like Sony walks away and goes, "Yeah, yeah, we totally we totally negotiated the hell out of that." Like, yeah, like they, okay, they get their Spider-Man back. Yeah, but you've already shown that you don't know what to do with it. So I guess they're thinking like, no, no, we, you know, we, we took uh, Spidey 101 and Spidey 102 now, like now we're ready to graduate. Right. And you know what? No matter what anybody would say, I think you would agree with this. Well, I think cause, cause I, cause I, I can't blame him. Nobody's going to hold it against Tom Holland to just stick around for the money. No, exactly. I like that. And all this stuff, like he's under contract to do it. And I think, I think the smart move for him would just be to go with it and just be like, eh, it happened. I mean, Hugh Jackman did X-Men 3 and like, and we did not blame him for it. Tomka Jansen also, like she, her character was horribly treated in that movie. Uh, Oh, actually, uh, worse, uh, probably in that that whole scenario was Cyclops because man, like, (laughs) never, like uh, the, not only did your character get killed off, but he got killed off off screen, which is like off screen, off screen. Don't even see it. Just a floating visor and that's it. Yeah. Cut to black. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, so then, okay. Obviously they test the waters. The we're, we're, we're all, you know, they're, they're monitoring social media. They're Mm -hmm. monitoring all of the noise and then they realize, okay, maybe, maybe we can work this out. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that this, this turns out to just be a big negotiating technique where they just wanted to see sort of what the reaction will be. And the reaction so far, I, I, I say it has spawned an amazing amount of terrific memes. So way to go, geeks. Like you guys, your meme game is strong. I mean, we'll talk about we'll talk about D23 in, in a future episode. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're going to want to they're going to want that character. Oh, yeah. Okay, they, here's what they did. They just say, look, we'll, we'll take. OK, we'll take. Yeah, we'll take whatever percentages we were going to take. And instead of Kevin Feige, we have this other guy. You may have heard of him. His name's Alan Smithy. Uh-huh. We'll just make him the lead producer. And then, <laughs> you know, and then we'll just not worry about anything else. And- that, I mean, that's the thing is in this negotiation, Disney can kind of just be like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, they really, really that's, that's the Spider-Man sad back. thing. No, because <laughs> the sad thing is, no. yes, they are. Biggest and they video year ever. And it's only August. Like, no we're, we're going to be fine. Well, in Phase Four, I mean, maybe this is why there was no mention of him in Phase Four yeah. or even in Phase Five. True. And I mean, there's I just mean, like there's look, a, there's a time frame thing because that Phase Four was so compressed that you know it would it would take them a couple of years to make this matter. Because at this point, there uh, there may be some concept art, but there's really nothing out there. There's no script. They're not you know in pre production or anything unless they're in pre pre production. Well, if we have, you know what, I'm going to tell you this. This is this is how I'm going to this 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 is my my retrospective on this. If that was it. I'm going to tell you those five appearances mm-hmm. were damn good. I'm, you know what? If that's all I got, if that's what I had of Spider-Man, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all we know so far. So I mean, even by the time this goes up, maybe more news will have come out. So, but we, we figured uh, we didn't want to release an episode uh, without the uh, giant uh, spider in the room uh, without talking about it. So 
right. and so, pontificating. All right. So, uh, so obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, stay tuned because uh, we will be now transitioning into the uh, previously recorded episode where we're talking about other Marvel news uh, in an earlier, happier time when we thought that Spider-Man was still going to stay with the MCU. <laughs> so let's all journey back to like a couple of days ago when everything when uh, we were happy. When we were happy. I'll, let, I'll let the sad piano Spider-Man play us out, and as we slowly transition into the Mary Marvel Marching Society theme. Getting into the music there, I wasn't paying attention. Welcome to the Road to Infinity. We are here to talk about basically Marvel news. There's lots of stuff has been happening in the MCU, uh, so we wanted to get together and cover some of the most exciting things that we have discovered. Um, lots of little bits of intrigue and uh, some wild, crazy rumors we're going to talk about too. So, uh, joining me as always is Rob. Hey. Hey. Here we so are in the dog dog days of August, and that's there's right. still stuff. There's still news, and some of this stuff is crazy and cool yeah. and stupid. But we're gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it runs, it runs the gambit. So, so what's our, what is our first item? Well, okay. So first thing is, so you know, we we kind of brought blocked this up. We got, um, we still got Endgame and Far From Home stuff to deal with. Oh um, yes. The first is Endgame still uh, has now widened its lead over Avatar worldwide gross. Uh, looks to be at about um six seven million over it so which is good I, i'm glad it had i was afraid it was going to clear it by like a hundred thousand dollars and then right. nope. <laughs> quietly sit there um and then obviously with the, the the release now both not only with digital but also now on dvd uh you got everybody every article about uh stuff that people are picking up in the director's commentary mm-hmm. uh you know part of the promotions and stuff the further interviews that people are doing um you know, all this stuff that kind of we've all talked about and soon, but it was kind of interesting. Like Kevin Feige, uh, this was an article on Geek Tyrant, uh, talked about, yeah, Scarlet Witch could have taken Dan- Thanos down, you know, on her own. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then and then you got to love the everybody sort of really doing the super now deep dive into stuff. And there oh, was yes. another article I saw somebody pointing out about uh, Ant-Man. Uh, if you go to the original Ant-Man movie, some of the some of the and, and you want to say foreshadowing with an asterisk because I don't mm-hmm. even consider this foreshadowing. But when he's having the fight with Yellow Jacket in the helicopter at the end, um, you know, there's a there's an exchange of, of uh, stuff with him that says, you know, did you think you could stop the future with a heist? And Scott <laughs> Lang replies with it was never just a heist. And like, OK, that's funny. That's totally funny. Uh-huh. Was that actually put in there as like a mm-hmm. wink? I'm not I not. I, so. I think with with what we know about the production of Ant Man, I doubt it. No, like, that, that was, was like just, that it was just, so fast yeah. that they had to get everything done. Um, but one of the uh, little bits of trivia I thought was fun now that, that people are, are being able to comb through it is in the scene where uh, Tony travels to the seventies and meets up with his father. During the scene where the two of them meet for the first time, there's a computer screen in the background, and oh. on it is Arnon Zola's face. Yes, that's- I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like, like at this point, I think he was—he's still around because they—they did—they name drop him during that scene. But like, you can see, he's already 
working on transferring his consciousness into the computer system. I thought that was the, like, like what a nice little Easter egg just for one of the really dedicated Marvel programmers to put in there. Did you see, um, well then also like the stuff that's like hidden the, uh, in the scenes in the, po- like sort of not, not post-credit, but like towards the end where everyone is like getting reunited with people at the end. Um, there is a character that is uh, w- with Spider-Man when, when Peter Parker shows up at the high school. There is a character mm-hmm. in the background who has absolutely been made to look like Gwen Stacy. Oh, <laughs> and they and and I guess that I guess like like original like Spider Gwen Gwen Stacy or like original sixties. Um, no, Gwen like Stacey. she's got blonde hair, a pink backpack, a spider web printed skirt. She it's mm, okay. it it's clearly not by accident. Which I think is kind of cool. <laughs> nothing, nothing in the Marvel. No, like that, that for sure. No, that for sure is not. Um, and then some interesting stuff. Did you see, uh, there was a talk about, um, who was this with? This was from Backstory Magazine uh, that they talked with the uh, writer, Stephen McFeely. And at one mm-hmm. point they were considering Red Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to have Ross as yes. Red Hulk. That would have been interesting. They, they, that would have been interesting. It, it would have given them a, the Hulk a lot more to oh, do. Absolutely. Right, right, right. And it would yeah, that that was one of the things that when I, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the because the, they had they've been doing a fair amount of interviews and stuff they talked about too. But now listening to what they say and watching Endgame again, I was like, yeah, the Hulk kind of got short shrift. Like oh, yeah. from from the Hulk we know from you know uh, like Hulk Smash like that the the stuff that they've done with the Hulk for what he got to do as smart Hulk. It was sort of like, Oh, like his biggest moment in his life. Second biggest happened off screen. It was like, Oh, <laughs> that's a little uh, yeah. disappointing actually, when you think about it, but eh. um, and then we'll, we'll talk more. We'll talk more about that, that stuff. They, they've talked about. Uh, and then I did on. see, um, I know we had talked about this before. There was a, a story according to, this was from an interview with Anthony and Joe Russo. Um, they had, they had basically said that the scene where, you know, obviously Captain America picking up the hammer, um, you know, going back mm-hmm. to the original Avengers movie, could he have done it? And their thought, their thought is, is yeah. yeah, he could have, he didn't, it was that theory that he didn't do it to save face for Thor. And they're on the, they're on the side mm-hmm. of, oh yeah, he could have always picked it up. <laughs> yeah. That's their yeah, philosophy. It's not, it's not shared by everybody. But- I think, but I, I gotta say, as much as I respect them, their theory of that holds about as much weight as any of the rest of us because at the time those movies were made, course, they were just fans course. like we were. Yes. So I uh, that my head canon says at that point he did not believe himself to be worthy. Right. Like it was like his soul wasn't ready. Essentially, like he was. If you think about where he was during Age of Ultron. He like Bucky was back and gone and and like he's looking for him and like he, he doesn't know where he's places with the Avengers like he just come off of the Winter Soldier stuff like he's very much in, in a man in torment at that point. I don't think there was any part of it that was worthy enough that would that he'd be able to do it. But by the time we get to you know God's righteous man to quote Ultron uh, in Endgame and everything he'd been through, I think that was the point where he was like the you know worthy. He got right. he, he got to the point where his his soul was right and he could pick it up. That's my head cannon. And the last thing, Wherever the last thing I saw, I thought this was really cool. Um, the new Asgard that you see in Endgame is uh, Tonsberg, Norway, and people picking up on that that location is mentioned specifically in other MCU movies. So it's the you oh. first see it appear. It's in Thor, where that's one of the battlegrounds where Odin uh, fought for Asgard in like nine sixty five, and then uh, it shows up again where that's where the Red Skull finds the Tesseract. 
and oh, yeah, and, and then it's, okay. And then it's, oh, that's cool. So there's like a mystical, and so that's 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 where um, the confrontation with yep, uh, in, in Hella Ragnarok, happened. Correct. Then? Yes. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's a really neat, yeah, way that's to kind of cool. Another another like, crossing in the ley lines. Um, that was it. That's all I had on uh, on um, Endgame. Um, the only other. Okay. Uh, I know that the uh, the writers uh, uh, did a panel at Hall H. So Marcus and McFeely had a Hall H panel that was just devoted to them. Uh, and the there's a podcast, actually, that the guy who runs the podcast uh, was actually their moderator. So he not only got to moderate their panel, but he also got to then record it and put it out as a podcast. It's, the podcast is called The Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith. Jeff Goldsmith is, uh, is a a screenwriter himself, but he also uh, runs, I think, oh, I'm trying to remember it was magazine now. I think it's Backstory. I know, but he's, he has, he runs his own um, uh, magazine. So he got to interview them. And so they put that as a podcast. So it's like an hour talking to them and it's mostly Marvel stuff. So uh, it's, it's fantastic. If you're, if you're really interested in the deep dive, I, I won't get all into it, but there's a couple of points I wanted to, to mention that they, they talked about. Um, uh, one of them being like that. Uh, well, okay. So they talked about how they didn't weren't really in favor of the the time travel portion and how that Marvel wanted to set it up. And they because they their thing about they had a big problem with being able to go back and uh-huh. get someone. So they said with the stones, yes, but like to bring someone back. That was they said they didn't want to get to the point where the stakes were so low that like Tony dies they're like oh let's just go back and get him because like it said that that's how our time travel works you can just bring anybody and it doesn't matter so you can just bring him in so like but we want didn't want to have that happen because we wanted to have the death to have real consequences to have real stakes and not just do that and I was listening to that going uh huh <laughs> and that's total BS you guys are talking out of both sides of your mouth because you freaking did it yeah. with with Nebula and Gamora and Gamora like so don't tell me that like you stood up for this thing and did no, that because you absolutely did say, like, like uh huh <laughs> right you totally brought Gamora from an alternate timeline and now she's just living our timeline and it's like what are you talking about it, 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 so it's like, yeah. It's, uh, so I, I think there's probably more to it than that, but I, I got the feeling that there was a little bit of um, the, there is, there is the Marvel machine and there is a certain amount of like Joss Whedon went up against the machine. You know, Edgar Wright went up against the machine. At a certain point you have to go, well, it's their toys. And so <laughs> they do what they want. Like you, yeah. you can have as much creative input. And then at a certain point you go, all right, yeah. got to do what the bosses tell us to do. And I think that was sort of one of the battles. But one thing they brought up that I hadn't really thought, thought about because and, and it seems like the the way that has messy as their time travel portion ha- has ended up being in terms of like oh this is how our it works these are the rules they said that the only way to cause the splinter timeline to happen was by the removal of an infinity stone like that's what causes a timeline to splinter and i, I sort of was like i never got that and i was watching i thought any, you can do anything with their time travel rules because you're basically visiting a foreign country. It's not you're not going back to York. You're, you're traveling somewhere else. Like wherever you go is not really the thing because any, it, as soon as you, it's the uh, Heisenberg and Sinder principle. As soon as you land, 
you created a splinter timeline because you weren't there. So like that it goes on from there. Like that's what the Loki series is. So I never got the fact that it was the, the removal of Infinity Stone that created the alternate reality. Well, that's the, that's the conversation that the ancient one has with uh, Banner. Right. Yeah. They, they, they broke that. They talked about that and they wanted right. to have her do that. And it was like, Oh, I, I mean, I, I get that. I'm like, I never got, that's the only way it could happen. I just thought like she was saying, and also my reality oh, would be doomed. Why would I let you no, do that? Oh, no, no, wait. I mean, I took that as, in yeah, the movie I, as so I missed, I, I must, I must, I must have missed sort of the, well, the deeper no, meaning. I guess now when you think about it, yeah, I guess it wasn't implicitly saying that this is the only way, but now when you really think about how she says, well, then they have to be put back and then those disappear. Well then, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Huh. But now differences, but see Loki's there. I mean, Loki actually is, he was gone. He, he. Yes. Yes. But so like, but so like the Loki series is about that Loki in that timeline. Right. But that stone has been returned. Yeah. And also we've already. So shouldn't that that close that that loop and shut that down? But no, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's okay. It's a little messy. It's messy. That's all I'm saying. It's messy. You're like, I don't care. Care. You're not going to care. Thing, but Four episodes into Loki, you're going to be loving it. And you're going to be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and and I, I get it. But at the same time, don't turn my Marvel Cinematic Universe into the Terminator. Oh. The Terminator oh, cannot whoa, figure whoa, out whoa, their whoa. Come I'm back just saying. Like, like, don't do Wait, that. What are you like, talking about? <laughs> like, one and two perfectly clean then the more terminator movies they make the more messy it gets it, where you're like it. what are the rules now they're fixing it they're fixing it they're on it. yeah every time there's like a quite slight readjustment all right we're gonna fix it here oh well just a little little spackle there a little thing up here now i know so it becomes heroes yeah i have to think like the more they have to explain the more they explain it the messier it gets yeah and i, and I really honestly think you know it, it's almost too bad there's such a gap between now and and a black widow because I think they really would rather have the discussion change to something else. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And they just keep coming back to the same stuff and, and, and same, the same conversations about why didn't Captain America immediately reappear on the thing? Like, how did he end up over there? And they just kind of go, eh. <laughs> uh, okay. So the, the, the Hulk stuff. So that, so one of the things that, that came out and this is, this is partially from the Russo's commentary and a little bit from uh, that interview with uh, the screenwriters uh, is that, the original plan for the Hulk was during the final fight of Infinity War, the Hulk and Bruce Banner were going to come to terms and merge and break out of the Hulkbuster thing and then have the big fight with Thanos. And so they would emerge as Smart Hulk. And so everything that happened post-snap was going to be with Smart Hulk. Which is confirmed by the toys, the one toy that was released. That, that exactly, there was a Funko was. toy that was right. put out that, that showed that happening, and and even so much so they actually shot all of that stuff with Mark in the suit, oh. and and did the and the CG for all of the the stuff in all the end of Infinity War post snap, and the beginning of Endgame was all Smart Hulk. Oh, wait, wait, where? Okay, wait, wait. They shot all that and they rendered it. Where? Why is that not on the video release then? That's an excellent question <laughs> because they – before Endgame came out, then they went, oh, wait, no, because the Russo's point was basically we can't have a uplifting moment when everything is about to be the worst ever because they're trying to emotionally get us to the place where everything's going to be terrible. So they can't have a yay moment in that battle because it screws up the vibe they oh, were going that's for. that's stupid. 
because I agree really, because this is what they did out. this because, is the decision that they made let me think um so the yay there's no yay when rocket and thor show up and everyone goes oh my god this is awesome well, there's no yay it, when he throws if it had happened then i think that might have been okay like right after that thing but it was sort of like it was so deep into the fight that it was because it was like him fighting um uh Cull obsidian i think that was where it was going to happen Oh, that could have worked. Uh, Stop. I, I, I agree. Hey. I think they could have done it as well. I think, and I think us seeing it, because that's the thing is when the, when, and then they reveal that, then when the Hulk shows up as Smart Hulk, you're like, hey, like there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole movie missing. Like, how uh, did that, how it just happens off screen? Wow. Like, now I, uh, okay, wait, wait, we do have, I want to address something. We we're talking okay. about the home release. We've got it. I got it on iTunes. I, I haven't mm-hmm. got a DVD or anything. Okay, but like no. the extras, the deleted scenes, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree are a little uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. They make yeah. a big deal about these script. You know the the the. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The red and blue. Yeah, we oh, can talk about that. Okay, but okay, and I'm going to tell you something. Now I'm more ticked off about the release because I thought <laughs> that was lame. It's it's literally stuff like oh so to throw people we wrote a scene where Loki stubs his toe <laughs> uh-huh. like hello <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> they're not entertaining at all you're telling me you have an entire sequence where smart Hulk busts out of the Hulkbuster you do yeah. that you release yeah. that oh, right come on I agree but I mean obviously the decision was made before if anywhere came out obviously so it was like you know way back then but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. I, I feel like now knowing that, once again, maybe you should just stop talking, <laughs> because knowing that, maybe go. Oh, I don't think you made the right choice. I think that was no, a bad. Decision. I don't However, want to know anymore now. <laughs> right? Okay. Right here. So let me flip. Let me flip the script then. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'm one more point to make about the, this discussion, and then we can move on to a different topic. Because this actually shows me the amount of effort they had to go through. So. This is this is pretty cool. So when they're writing Endgame, they had to write Captain Marvel in Endgame, like they were showing up and then being a part of the group. Also, while they were doing that, the Captain Marvel movie had not been shot. Right. It turns out the Captain Marvel movie had not been written yet. Oh, jeez. So Marcus and McFeely had to write a character twenty years after. A character that had they had not even finished developing yet, and make it work. That is some mental jujitsu. That you know, <laughs> that is why they get paid like Hollywood screenwriters because wow, like the amount of mental energy you have to okay, like this is kind of what she's going to be, and then twenty years will have passed. And this is what she's like now, and here's how she interacts with all of our characters, and not have her be so radically different from the character that basically was still cookie dough at that point. Holy crap. And they do a really decent job because she kind of- They do a decent yeah, job. You, she doesn't seem that different than no. what she eventually- well, And no, part she, of that she's is a little uh, bit more- Brie Larson, too. Well, if anything, she seems a little bit more hardened, a little, a, a, a tiny bit more stuck up because, hey, she knows she who she is, and she knows what she right. can do. And she and she's she's, she's soloing, yes. doing solo hero bit for twenty years. I, I think when they have that line, where there's that one line of when when Rocket's like, you know, what have you been doing? And she's like, look, you know, the rest of the universe doesn't have you guys. I've been mopping yeah. up the messes. No, that's like totally perfect character evolution from Captain Marvel. Yeah. No, yeah. that's oh, we go. But yeah. So I give them, I give them a ton of respect for that because, like, wow, 
Because <laughs> if, if I had written it, she would have walked yeah. in the first time with goose around her neck. <laughs> and everyone would have been like, oh, what's with the cat? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So anyway, so anyways, the the Q and A with Jeff Goldsmith is a really good podcast. He gets in if you're a, if you're a, a writer or fan of writers or a screenwriter yourself, it's uh, invaluable because he really gets some really great questions with a lot of really uh, cool. uh, very very talented screenwriters, which like don't get the, the kind of questions that don't get asked very often. Did you? So uh, that's that. awesome. Okay, so I have one. I have one actual final uh, looking back note. Uh, a news sure. story. Did you see the story about Amanda Seyfried? Oh yes, yeah. she was up for Gamora. Yes, she's doing an interview. What an interesting thought. So she's doing an interview. I mean, this is legit. This came up in an interview with MTV. She's doing. Uh, yeah. She's doing publicity for the movie "The Art of Racing in the Rain," and mm-hmm. um, yeah, she was offered. She turned it down. The the role of Gamora. I, I, that's it's fascinating. Sort of what could have been because I don't see her as Gamora. I, I, I'm a big fan of Amanda Seyfried. I actually had the chance to meet her during a time when she was on Veronica Mars. Uh, and she is just as lovely in person as you would hope. Um, I can't see her as it now as Mantis. All right. Yeah. I could kind of see uh, that yeah, going that right. way, but like as the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's like, not I, I mean, I sure, I'm sure she would train very hard and all that kind of stuff, but like, I, I guess I don't, I can't really see her as being that, green skin swords swinging, you know, I mean, and of course, as if you want to you know, go back to my, the episodes we had about the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know how I feel about their portrayal of Gamora, but um, the, I mean, not, not to say anything wrong with um, how it ended up coming out, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that as being a, a great casting choice. Like some of this, we, we know very little of who was up for other parts. Right. Like we know that John Krasinski was up for Captain America. We know that um, Emily Blunt was up for Black Widow. I mean, we we and of course we've had two roadies. Um, but yeah, it's it's I, I like hearing this kind of stuff. But at, at the same time, you kind of go, "Ooh, Marvel made the right no, choice." No, it worked out. It worked out the way it was supposed to for this. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think it'd be fun if they found a place for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the MCU, I it think sounds could, like though I mean, she's like, yeah, that. I mean, it, it, the article, the just the article was, yeah. When you turn them down, you tend not to get any more calls from them. Oh, <laughs> I just figured out who she'd be great for. Oh. She should be Songbird. Oh, from the Thunderbolts. Okay, now you're like she's a singer as well too. You're going deep, deep. Cut. I'm going deep. I'm going deep. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna get to that in like until phase eight. I know. Yeah, I, I would love. I would love if they could do Thunderbolts, but Thunderbolts. Uh, would it would be almost impossible to do. okay so let me let me do let me do a quick bio just so I so I so the rest of you can know what I'm talking about okay so in the in the mid 90s Kurt Busiek said I have this I have this great new superhero team people are gonna love it like they're brand new heroes it's gonna be fan- it's gonna be amazing people are gonna love it so they they premiered in an issue of the Hulk they fought the Hulk uh, these brand new guys for the Thunderbolts led by citizen V and there was um, well, I can't even remember all on the top of my head because I didn't expect to be talking about this, but there was a, a whole new series of characters. So they came out and they, they premiered their first issue and they they fought some bad guys and like everybody was like, oh, the new heroes on the scene, we're going to love them, it's fantastic. And then at the end of the 
first issue, they're like into their new headquarters. Like every, everybody loves them. this. I think the Avengers were, were gone at this point off, uh, off planet or off reality or something. So there's a big gap to fill. And they're like, all right. And so they pull off their mask and Citizen V, the leader of the Thunderbolts, turned out to be Baron Zemo. And all of the rest of the Thunderbolts were actually the masters of evil, a supervillain team who were now disguising themselves as heroes. It was one of the, like the, the the most amazing revelations in all of comic book done because they kept the secret. Like until that last page, nobody had any idea that that's what this was. And the cool thing about it is they kept it running. That that series ran like in this in that incarnation for a couple of years, where they they had to do all these things and where some of the villains found they actually liked being heroes better. And so that was where Songbird came in. She originally was a super villain called Screaming Mimi. Uh, and so they had they had transformed her stuff, and so she became Songbird, and she had like sonic power. So if you ever see, she has like uh, pink streaked hair, and she usually has like pink wings. That that's that that's supposedly her sonic powers, like could create some sort of sonic wing thing or whatever. Uh, they actually use a figure of her in on shelves right now. Uh, she's a great character because she's one of the ones that sort of ended up really enjoying being a hero much more than she had enjoyed being a villain. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a, I meant to see for her to be a perfect Songbird. But but the problem is, even even knowing now, like you know, like oh, you spoiled it for us. Well, yeah, but yeah, but it'll change. There's no it way. Just, there's no way they can pull that off in the MCU. That story. No, no, that's not. That's not <laughs> there's just yeah, I, I've thought about. It. I've, I've, I've like spent time. Like how would you? How could you? But as soon as you announce like who the characters are, then like every smart in the world is going to be like, ah, guys. Yeah. And as much as the we geeks were kind enough to keep the secret of the red wedding that we had known about for twenty years. There's certain things you're just not going to be able to conceal. And I don't know a way they could pull it off, but it would be pretty cool. Well, there you go. All right. I think that concludes our, uh, our, our looking back. <laughs> yes. So we've got, um, what's next? So, we got TV. so, so some, some news about the oh, upcoming yeah, yeah. TV, uh, Disney plus series specifically. The big one was, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. The, a little bit about the, the what's going on. This came up on uh, Kevin Smith's uh, fat man beyond uh, podcast uh, mm-hmm. that it's, the, you know, what's the story of the, the, the Falcon and the winter soldier. It's the, the story that the government doesn't want Sam Wilson to be captain America. Yeah. And uh, if it's, if it's, if they're playing some of the notes from the, the Ed Brubaker run where uh, Bucky was captain America, then Zemo is behind the scenes stirring up, resentment and and fear and that kind of stuff he's like uh manipulating all this stuff to to swing people against um now and now it'll be sam before it was uh, bucky but um yeah so it'll be interesting to see uh like if if we get to a point where the government comes after the new captain america right and who they would send because it seems like there's a good that place that's ripe for a cameo so that, that i thought that was interesting and stories about um Loki, we were talking about Loki before. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the the Tom Hiddleston show uh, for spring of 2021, which is a while, which is a ways away. I did not realize. Yeah, I don't that. think they've even started filming yet. I no, think they're, they're still they're just starting casting. Just... And I mean, wow, that's yeah. like literally like an 18 months away. But interesting, yeah. that there was an article um, where they talked about uh, the, the 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 theory right now is that the show is not just about time travel; it's about Loki changing historical events. 
Yeah, that's right. Because it's in its own parallel universe, you can do then they exactly. can, he, you can play. It can be it can be super villain Loki, because right. we know that that's it's the one that forked off of the Avengers movie. Uh, still trying to like you know, really trying to be a a full on super villain, and I believe they also uh, it's been leaked that it's going to be six episodes. Oh wow, I did not see that. Uh, something I think Tom Hiddleston was was saying that uh, it's that's we know that for a fact too because I don't think we know how many episodes are going to be in uh, Captain era in uh, the Winter Soldier. Right. Interesting. Well, that sounds cool though. That then they've got well they've got six six things to play with, and I mean that's yeah, gonna be- six hour long episodes. Like a, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of get in and get out. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's like so many. I think that was what caused the Netflix shows to suffer a lot is that they sort of overstayed right, their right. welcome or not overstayed the welcome. I, I, I should say they. Uh, it's too little bread. Too little. Let's see. What's the expression? Too f- too little butter over too much bread. You can never have too much. So it was like they they had they had eight episodes of story over, told over thirteen episodes, and you kind of like mm. that's too much bread. Too much bread. Over, is it? Yeah. Is it too much? Yeah. No, I, it's, I, well, I don't I know, but my it. version would be not enough butter because, I mean, you know, you could have too much butter. Yeah. You, anyway. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's all I had on TV shows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, until, until we get a little closer to uh, Disney Plus coming out. So, yeah, it's it's what's $8 a month? $7. Seven. Seven. An initial. I mean, seven, or obviously you can buy. Yeah, or you can buy a year for eighty. Yeah, they said something like that. You'll be you'll get a better price for uh, annual, pay, and that's just like CBS All Access, same way. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to do a great. I mean, it sounds like the 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 uh, combo with Hulu and ESPN. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's like you're getting one of them for free. Really? I mean, that's that. That really ends up being the best deal. I sort of saw that. I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. I don't even I don't care about ESPN at all. Right. Uh, but you know, my wife does like the sports. But at that point, I mean, it's free. So, so you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like it's sort of like you get the two things you want, and then like, oh, there's this other thing you can also go and enjoy. No, absolutely. And obviously, there'll be still D23. We know is still coming up. Um, mm-hmm. We've got uh, probably there'll be news on there. I would so. imagine. Yeah. So okay, so moving uh, forward now, forward movies. <laughs> um. Okay, so there was this whole uh, Rachel Vice was was big in uh, the rumors the last couple of weeks. Oh, uh, okay. So there was one story. This is all from uh, this one's uh, from wegotthiscovered.com. Uh, the real thought is that that Rachel Vice is playing a different Black Widow. Yeah, she said something in an interview about that there are multiple black widows and even she's a black widow or, or something like that. Exactly. Which, which has, I mean, there's some, there's some photos and stuff that is sort of definitely pointed in that direction. Um, But that's interesting. She was the predecessor to Natasha. Well, possibly. And that, and I think you, and I think you almost need to do that if you're going to introduce a new black widow from this. Yes. Yeah. If you have it be a title. Right. That's being and if it's and like I think we said is it's uh, Florence uh, uh, Pug or uh, the, the Pew, she, I think it's yeah Pew, yeah I always get the yeah because um, she was from the the fighting with my family the WWE movie um, mm-hmm. no I mean like you know if that's if it's pointing to her being the new taking the mantle of Black Widow yeah then that would make sense you you're trying to show uh, the line of this name and what it means or what's what are the you know what do they do training blah 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 it it it's I, I think it's interesting. Um, 
Uh, wow, I mean, it can't come soon enough. It just seems like it's yeah, no, that's <laughs> the one. It's like of all these ones that are going to tell their own stuff. That's the one that's the biggest sort of question mark because, like, what is that story? What are they telling? Why does it have to wait until she's dead in order to be told? Is it tie into what's going on now, or is it really just like kind of like Captain Marvel, where it's just a period piece that just fills in that one slot and then. And then Natasha's gone forever. Right. Well, do you close? Uh-huh. Do you close the close the loop of you? You explain the whole situation of Budapest and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. show the history. You show why that whole relationship came to its conclusion in Endgame. Yep. And then have ends with her meeting Nick Fury, and then and then some, and I don't know. And then somehow the new Black Widow. I I don't know what happens then, but some, something yeah. something connects it all together. Um. So there was some stuff. Screen Rant did an article. Uh, this is moving forward now. A couple movies. Um did something about uh, Dr. Strange, the Dr. Strange movie, the, the uh, and Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. madness. And it actually picked up on what we had talked about. And I think other people had talked about that. Yeah. It, the theory is that Scarlet witches goes somehow insane. And that, yeah. that is part of that. They, they were, they were definitely on the same track as that. And then there was this crazy story about um, Eva green being a <laughs> nightmare. Oh, and that, Ooh, that's fun. Yes. And so like, and, and this, and, and this one, oh, this one, wow. Had, I don't, man. Okay. So that's just shot to the top of my fan casting. Uh, fun. Okay. There I you mean, go. There you go. I don't know if it's true, but like, Ooh, that would be, a, that would be exciting. So I thought, and that, and that one I kept in the, in the, in the grounded news that we talk about, as opposed to what we're going to talk okay. about later. Um, because so that one, we're, we're basically moving further and further away from the line of possibility into the, the sheer weirdness. This wasn't this, this wasn't blatant clickbait. This was, <laughs> <laughs> something but no i i mean seriously that sounded really cool yeah so yeah i can see her fitting in well with with uh with the mcu guys being able to to play something fun and weird and then i did see um you saw i you know we've talked a little bit about venom the venom movie venom 2 is uh, got yeah. they locked in andy circus as the director that all of a sudden that movie now became interesting to me exactly because i really like andy circus a lot so i as a director, he's, you know, still learning his his way around. But um, I love the guy himself. I'm 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 a huge fan of Andy Circus, the 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 human being. So having him involved in a movie that I had zero interest in all of a sudden has raised that quite a bit. Totally. Um, and then okay, and again, this this is on the side of somewhat grounded and not out there. There was a lot of people are really, um, and I, and again, this is something I know we we'd mentioned Ant Man. You know, is there, was there, will there be an Ant-Man 3? And and will that, you know, is that a, a, a phase five thing? Um, some interesting stories about uh, uh, the director of Ant-Man, of the Ant-Man movies, Pey- uh, Peyton Reed, has started, to been, has been talking. He did an interview with comicbook.com and he talked about mm-hmm. how, you know, yeah, I have the third movie outlined and... It's just a matter of how or when or if that gets made. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited about that. I would love to see a third one. I do too. I I, I love Peyton Reed. However, the the fun rumor I've heard about that is as as I talked about in the original Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp episodes, uh, Peyton Reed for years has been had been desperate to do the Fantastic Four movie. So much so that if you watch his movie Down with Love. 
he sprinkles Fantastic Four Easter eggs all through it, including at the at the newsstand. There are issues of Fantastic Four on there. And I think he was, I don't know if he was signed, but he was very close to being signed. And then, of course, like with all things Fox, it all just completely fell apart. Um, wait, 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 back up, back up. Over. There's Fantastic Four references in what movie? Down with Love, Ewan McGregor, starring Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. What? Yep. You, I love that movie. Yeah, what? it's true. I love that movie too. But and now go back in and there's there's Fantastic Four references that he peppered through it because like that was going to be his next movie. Um, and so now that it's all come home, he like walked into Kevin Feige's office and was like, so can we talk about Fantastic Four? Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> so apparently that conversation is happening and I could not be more excited about it. So even if he ends up being in the executive producer role of that or something like that. I know that is a characters that he loves, that he has a take on uh, from the, the minimal things that he talked about back in the, in those times, he had a very 1960s space age, uh, you know, sort of uh, Sinatra swinging uh, take on it. Now, obviously that won't match with the MCU, but he still has a definite, angle and love for the characters and i think i and and now we've seen what he can do with both picking up the reins of ant-man after it was sort of in a mess and then also now getting to do ant-man the wasp on his own i think he's shown himself to be not only a team player but a very capable filmmaker i've always been a fan of his but now i i really hope that he gets a shot like when they start putting that movie together wow okay yeah that's interesting all right so yeah, and Down with Love is actually a good oh, movie too. So if you have, movie. if you're interested in oh. that, yeah, because uh, Renee Zellweger has one of the best monologues she's ever yeah. had in her career in that movie, and, and almost nobody ever saw it. So I would recommend go watch Down with Love. That's your homework yeah. for the week. Uh, like if, if it's kids, make sure they're over twelve. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> definitely. It is a '60s uh, romantic With comedy. Window. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's a great, great, great movie. Um, okay, so some more stuff. Uh, James Gunn has, uh, I didn't see if this, he's fully confirmed this, the final mythical Easter egg of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I had Long not heard two, this. Someone apparently is very close, and apparently the final Easter egg deals with the celestial nature of Peter's father. Oh. So they're okay. getting there. One step yeah. closer. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I hope. Oh, I hope. God bless the heart. Exactly. You got to love that. And then did you see uh, that apparently there's some talk that uh, Marvel's talking to M. Night uh, Sh- Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, really? And come on, I, I, I love some of his movies so much. I do too. I'm actually in the process right now of going through. Um, there's another great podcast called Blank Check, where they each they they talk they pick basically pick a filmmaker uh, who had a success with something and then was given a blank check by Hollywood and they, so they go film by film in the order like from then they start breaking in to when they had their big success and then what happened and then sort of you know go through and then right now I'm listening to the series they did on M Night Shyamalan and it's very very interesting uh, so that's. Yeah, he's he sort of has uh, come out of Hollywood jail after that he was in for a while, uh, and now apparently maybe he's viable again. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what he would be good for. Like, uh, like in terms of what character, what crossover he would be the man to take the reins on. That's and then the last uh, last three. Okay, I have a last last things I had here on movies. So there is a there is a rampant rumor in the last few days that the post credit scene of Black Widow 
is is going to introduce yeah. Deadpool to the MCU. <laughs> oh yes, we are definitely in the fringe now theories we're now. now. In the fringe. I made the transition. I was like, what can I do to transition to this? So I have this. We have this section that we've been talking about. It now now we are in just clickbait territory, right? Oh so yeah. There are these oh, insane yes. stories that are now just you know everyone's talking to still about Endgame and Far From Home and the video release, yeah. and now you just see st- silly stuff. I considered this one to be silly. This is the new the next one that there's the theory that Thanos created Galactus with the second snap. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, come on. Right. Like everybody chill. Cause you know, when he, when he destroyed, when he destroyed, because, because he wanted to, to, to create something that would continue his legacy after he destroyed the stones. Okay, yeah. Whatever. Well, the, the, the weird theory I've heard right now is that they, are casting actually they marvel is uh in the process of looking for an actor to take on the role of a monarch who's in charge of an entire country and so people were like doom it's oh, doom geez. and i was like no i think it's i think it's name oh yeah no that's for, I, I would think that too yeah yeah i mean i think that and that seems very clear to me like that i think that might end up being the film that comes out before Fantastic Four, because I think that's easier for them to do, even though it's, you know, a Atlantean, you know, how, how do you do it? How do you do Atlantean mutant with wings on his feet uh, <laughs> and not have it be Aquaman? I don't know. That's going to be an interesting challenge for that. But I, I think if if they have him, I, yeah, see, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, they're doing a lot with Namor right now in the comics, which also makes me suspect, oh yeah, they want Namor you know, like uh, on the top of people's minds so they can, they can easily position them there. But I don't know. Well, and that, that'll be, uh, yeah, but I, that would, the timeline would be right too, because like they're casting, obviously they're casting phase five right now because we saw there's a new blade. I mean, so I think they're looking at those movies and I did. Well, no. And I think the Namor thing, you're going to continue to hear about more and more. And you yeah. know, and there was, there was that little throwaway line that I know people said, Oh, whatever in Endgame where, but, uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, you know, exactly. who knows? Okay, so this one, I, I'm, I, 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 this is ridiculous, but I, I, there's a part of me that really hopes this is true. There is a rumor about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which, of course, is mm-hmm. absurd because he's, he's neck deep in Suicide Squad right now. In Suicide okay, Squad. Yeah, but yeah. the theory was, was that, okay, you're going to have Adam Warlock. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you referring to The Suicide oh, the, Squad? I'm sorry. Not... Not, D- not, not suicide DC's squad. Suicide Squad. I'm talking about DC's yeah. The Suicide Squad. Good. That's correct. Just just to be clear, Jeez, that's another day. We're gonna. We're just gonna. <laughs> never mind. Um, okay, so I don't know if you heard this, but I'm gonna tell you this. When I read this, I went, "This sounds insane." Oh, I hope this is true. The one of the main back subplots of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to find out Rocket Raccoon's backstory. Oh, I would not be surprised. And, and about that. the creator, who was the creator, and he's going to be the main villain. And guess who they're talking to oh. to be the main villain? Rocket Raccoon's creator for volume three. Mark Ooh. Hamill. Oh. <laughs> oh, that'd be really fun. And I read this and I went, That would be so that fun. sounds amazing. <laughs> I, you know what? I think there's there's a probably a grain of truth in right? there, right? Because I mean, it it seems like first of all, 
Mark would be down oh, for anything. I mean, like you know, like in terms of that, because in terms of now his his sort of his Jedi roles are, are done. He's gonna he, he apparently he's got a really great part on the new Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover that's coming at the, in the fall. But I think that would be something that he would absolutely jump on. Now I would suspect he'll have a role. I don't think it's going to be that role. And I also don't know that that's going to be, that'll be our big villain because I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is moving up the levels of power. Like they've already fought Ego to have it be like a mad scientist. Like, eh, cause like when you're introducing Adam Warlock, you're going to have to have cosmic right. threat. So we're going to, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3, in addition to all of the seventies music and, and inter family drama and all the stuff they has to do with deal with Gamora and the new and sort of how Nebula is now um, will be on a different level unless and the McElroy brothers say unless that it ends up being that this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 story takes place before Infinity oh. War there is a big time gap that's missing Oh, that part is a part of me that makes me kind of bummed by that, but okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it, it could be that, or it could be something completely different. I mean, like he obviously had it written before the the script was finished before Infinity War was released. Now he wrote it knowing that his movie would not come out until later, but we do know that all of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two take place in like twenty. Who? What was it? Twenty. 12 2014 i'm trying to remember what it was now but they both take place within the course of a year and endgame obviously is now in 2023 so even when the guardians actually show up in 2018 at least three or four years have passed so it is as long as the guardians actually are intact at the end of it anything could happen oh i love i just can't wait for that movie I, I watched volume I one. I watched volume <laughs> one the other day, and it just makes me realize how much those that whole series I just love. It's, it has such oh. swagger to it. I mean, I have my I have my issues with it, which you can you know if you go back and listen to the episodes, you'll. But like I I I'm super excited for the third one, and I because there's nothing like yeah. them, and like they're no, they're great. Yeah. Um, and just last last thing, yeah. this is kind of uh you know obviously uh, interesting. There was a story about um, and you can search you can search this. Um, somebody had pulled the original. Okay, and this is this is not even with the MCU, but it's Marvel related. Um, pulled the mm-hmm. original Spider-Man 2002 Tobey Maguire teaser that featured the Twin Towers in New York City. Oh, and right. He, and they actually yeah. got foot. They got the they got the sequence because it was an entire sequence made just for the trailer. And and then obviously September 11th happened, and then that was it. They pulled that trailer. Um, yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't who don't know, what we're talking about uh, in. Uh, so the Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi directed Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire was uh, scheduled to come out in May of 2002. And so they had put together a teaser trailer uh, showing this uh, for the fall. And it was going to be um, like sort of just just a te- literally a teaser. So like just building up about a thing. And you see little glimpses of Spider-Man as you go around and, and end up with a helicopter going out of control. And then Spider-Man puts up a giant web between the two towers – of the twin towers and catches the, the criminals. They're, they're criminals in the helicopter. So that's how he stops. Oh, them. Okay. Yeah. So it catches the, them in the web. And that was, and that was a pullback and that was going to be Spider-Man summer 2002. And of course, September 11th happened. And so that trailer was, 
I don't it was was it ever even it did come out right oh I remember seeing it oh absolutely yeah yeah okay yeah so, yeah, so it came out and then they quickly yanked it and it disappeared and it has not been right. seen you know publicly in you know in all that time and now it has sort of like has reappeared online. and I think it's great I mean actually seeing it I think it's actually kind of I mean I think you've got time now enough time exactly. past that it's sort of like you don't go you don't have that instinctive thing where you see him and see the photographer right. exactly um but no, I thought that was kind of neat. I, I, I think that's cool. Somebody obviously labor a love to do that and make that happen. Um, yeah. That's all. So I got a couple, I got a couple of interesting game and uh, toy tidbits. Um, okay. So the game is, I know we've been talking about the Marvel Avengers game. <laughs> yeah. Now people, now journals have actually uh, done, gone hands on. And guess what? It. They've, they've, re- they've uh, released who the, vi- the main villain is in it. And guess who it is? It's, it's, it's the taskmaster. Synergy. Whatever. (laughs) Just end this. This is. It'll be coming out about the same time as Black Widow. So, well, but uh, but you know, come on. I mean, like the Taskmaster is not Avenger an Avengers level threat. So he's he's not going to be the main villain, but he's going to be a main villain. Yeah, whatever. But you know, they got to feature him because he's featured in the Black Widow movie. Uh, we still have to say allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, that's, allegedly. That's All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we, uh, we'll be back when there's more Marvel news to discuss. Uh, we, you can find us on on the Facebook, on the the Twitter, on all the all the places. So like, subscribe, do all the things, uh, and we will see you further on up the road. Bye.